0: Die. I need fuel. Mm. Give me fuel, take a flash, hit me,
1: trace it out of sight. Now, here are your hosts John Eddie Jr. and Tom Tuttle.
0: Welcome back to Fantasy Fuel. We are on our last week of draft coverage. Well, kind of. We're going to be talking about it <laughs> up to the draft. But this is our third week in a row, and we are going to go over quarterbacks and tight ends, probably the least controversial uh, of the groups. There's not a whole lot of guys to talk about, but we'll we'll give you the uh, yeah. lowdown on the ones that are being talked about. Uh, before we get to that, a few news tidbits. The first one, um, Julian Edelman looks like he's yeah. done, Uh retired, yeah. I guess his knees just were failing him. You know, it's kind of sad because we were both fantasy football Julian Edelman fans.
1: But yeah. uh, I know. And Tom it usually really worked bad. out last year. You could tell it was just done. He was just yeah. not there. And then, of course, he didn't play for a lot of it. But, yep, yeah. it's it's too bad to go out like
0: that. Um and I don't think we're going to see him reappear on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. <laughs> so I think everybody can just squash that as of right now. Uh, but you never know. Maybe he'll get some magical knee replacement and come back for, you know, Tom Brady's sixth year with the Bucs. I don't know. Whatever uh. that's going to be. But uh, Julian Edelman no longer there. So uh, we won't be talking about drafting him late as a sleeper or anything, unfortunately. So. Um, giovanni bernard signed with the bucks i don't know if that excites anybody i'm
1: beyond <laughs> excited for this i like, uh, i think this is the best signing of the entire all season uh honestly okay well it's amazing in other nudes uh we're
0: uh <laughs> looking for a new co-host since uh this is his most exciting one we've got some issues going on here uh no i just thought it was uh, a little interesting since, you know, he is kind of what they were lacking in Tampa Bay That's a little true. bit. They didn't really have that third down pass catching running I, back. Yeah. You know, uh, specifically for those situations.
1: So. Could be because we always compare the Bucs now to the to the Patriots. Yep. Could be the James white type of guy for that team. Um, so, yeah. Which means if. Network is high
0: on him. Do not draft him at all for any reason. <laughs> That's all we have to say about that one. Yeah. Uh The Cardinals, however, picked up James Connor, So they yeah. muddy that backfield up just a little bit. Everybody that was it high does. on Chase Edmonds may not be as high on him anymore. I'm not That's so true. sure. I think if I'm, I'm hoping Jay or Chase Edmonds falls a little bit because of this news because I haven't been uh, sold on James Conner since
1: basically his first year with Pittsburgh. Well, the thing is, is you still got Kenyon Drake sitting there. So no, I, I don't know. I, no. I don't know. No, you don't.
0: Huh? No, no. Why wouldn't you? Kenyon Drake is in the Raiders.
1: Where did I miss that?
0: I don't know. I'm pretty sure we talked about it. <laughs> I totally hold on now. <laughs> Kenyon. Because we talked Drake. about Josh Jacobs now having somebody to split time with, and, uh, and Joe's a Raiders
1: fan, and on and on and on. I do kind of remind, <laughs> of, yeah. You know what? Then that doesn't really affect my value at all. Yeah. On uh, on Edmonds because he's basically going to have the same role. He might even have a better role. I don't. I don't think James Conner is going to be catching a lot of balls out of the backfield. Nope, for sure. So,
0: yeah, at worst, he's going to be the one B because he's the pass catcher and he already knows the system. So mm-hmm. I don't think James Conner is going to eat into his load too much, which is why I'm hoping it affects other people's views of Chase Edmonds. Just at you know the overall glance. Oh no, James Conner. He was a he was a starting running back. So now Chase Edmonds is not going to be the guy. So
1: wow. I mean, you can tell how tuned in to all of the uh, free agent signings that I've been. <laughs> I, I knew about it. Obviously, we did talk about yeah. it, and I remember doing that now. But, geez, Louise. Kenyon right. Drake.
0: Wow. Again, uh, looking for a new co-host. Uh I'm just <laughs> putting it out there. Uh, no, no. A um, couple more things. Uh, bad things. Uh, charges are going to be filed against Aaron Donald. Yeah. Not good. Apparently, he was at the boom-boom room on the south side of Pittsburgh, and uh, he got bumped into and spilled his drink,
1: and uh, apparently that sent him over the edge. Yeah. So, uh somebody bumped into him, and the uh, drink went boom-boom, and so he decided to boom-boom back Yeah, and fight. I don't know how many times. We got to. We got to make a thing with boom boom. boom, boom, the boom, boom room. What kind of place is this? <laughs> that's the dumbest. It's the dumbest name I've ever heard. I am not sure. Uh, not a big
0: <laughs> purveyor of bars I'm sure or it's whatever awesome the hell place this place to go. Is. Yeah, yeah, it could be, but the name, uh, the boom, boom room. Uh, I mean, what has happened in this place for it to be named the boom, boom room? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, Speaking of boom-boom, Jadavion Clowney, uh, after he passes physical, is now signing a one-year deal with the Browns. So they've been talking about signing him for a while now. There he goes. Um, I have absolutely no reservations, no expectations of anything from Jadavion Clowney on the Browns since his 2020 was pretty much a wash, and uh, he'll get a Mm -hmm. fresh start.
1: Yeah, he's he's just been very underwhelming the last few years. We all had so much high hopes for him when he came out of college and we were like, Oh, well, he's going to be amazing. And he never got to that amazing uh, aspect of his career, but he's still good. I think he's good enough to still be, you know, obviously a starter on each team. And it's not like he isn't used to having another guy across from him. Right. So he's in that same role basically.
0: And he's been very good at causing havoc and creating pressure. So his stats may not equal what his value actually is in the NFL. Um, But if he doesn't have to be the guy, he may have a little extra value and and cause some extra chaos in that backfield. And uh, the Browns seem to be making strides. They may finally not be the
1: Browns that we're used to. So we'll see. One-year playoff thing doesn't mean anything because no, no, no. they could just go right back to being one and in, oh in, well, wait no one in 16 this year yeah right? it would be <laughs> the very
0: first one in 16 team maybe that'll happen <laughs> oh boy um before we get to our quarterbacks and running backs just a quick update on a couple of alabama guys that we've already talked about uh positive medical reports for both Najee harris's ankle. And Devontae Smith's dislocated finger with torn ligaments, healing, no issues ahead. So full, you know, full speed ahead for those guys. If, if you're high on either one of them, there's no reason to stop being high on them now, at least according to these medical reports. So I'm high on both of them. Yes, you are. I know (laughs) you are. So nothing to worry about there, at least from that standpoint. So uh, yeah, full speed ahead. If you're uh, drafting either one of those in the top five, which I'm assuming you're going to have to take well, in the top yeah. five of either any draft you're going to be a part of, which uh, I believe that's what I may end up doing next week while Tom is off for a week. I may just do uh, a few little uh, rookie mock drafts and see where we mm-hmm. end up
1: next week. So, If I can do one, I'll send it your way. That way you can okay. at least look at what I did. That sounds awesome.
0: So let's get on to the meat of the show and talk about the guys that we're going to talk about for the first, I don't know what half hour, 40 minutes of the draft. When it comes there, it's going to be yeah. nothing but quarterback talk. <laughs> yep. So here we go. Let's start off. Everybody knows Trevor Lawrence is going to be the number one pick in the draft for the Jacksonville yep. Jaguars. I think yep. I read something. They've already sent him a playbook. So, like, <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure this is a done deal. Uh, it is. He, yeah. I, he's if, amazing, so.
1: I, I, I'd never want to say anything's for certain, but I'll give it a 99.9% <laughs> yes. chance that they draft him. <laughs> There's unless, always
0: that chance. <laughs> unless Trevor Lawrence bumps into somebody at the
1: boom-boom. Right? Yeah, if he does something stupid, <laughs> then maybe they'll they say, you know what, maybe we we'll go somewhere else. But, yeah, it looks like he's going to the Jaguars, which is – you know, fine when it comes to fantasy production because he is still that good. I think he's going to be right off the gate, right out of the gates, he's going to be um, basically very fantasy relevant. Uh, he's going to be the starter. There's no, hey, you're going to sit for a little while. He is 100% the starter week, one in Jacksonville, and he will get his points. Whether or not the team is successful, I don't know. Um, the team still has a lot to, to work on. Oh, sure. So he's going to help, but he needs, he's going to get his fantasy points because of the type of quarterback that he is. He is just that amazing. Everybody knows about him by now. You really don't need to know that he is, you know, an amazing thrower and he can run good. He can do all the things that everybody wants in a quarterback. He is basically what everybody's comparing him to the best quarterback in a draft since Andrew Luck. Yeah. So there it is. I mean, what else do you want? And, and let's remember, and if this happens, I I'll, I'll go crazy. Andrew Luck was not picked with a number 1 pick overall. Yes, he was. Was that not RG3? No. I thought RG3 was number 1. No. All right. Again, Boy, I'm looking I'm, for I'm new co-hosts. So far out of it today, <laughs> and this is just not even close to right.
0: No. Yeah, no. Andrew Luck, you know, it was suck for Luck for the Colts the whole year and they had the worst record and yeah. Redskins number 2. Yeah. No worries. Jeez. <laughs> anyway, uh just to pile on a little bit more of Trevor uh yeah, Trevor Lawrence, he is the only quarterback to ever record PFF grades north of 90 as a true freshman, sophomore, and junior. Mm. So, you know, just just a little bit more there. There's barely any cons, maybe they say he's had some bouts of inaccuracy throughout his career. What quarterback hasn't, besides maybe Drew Brees, never been <laughs> inaccurate for like a small stretch of their career? So yeah. uh, it is what even, it is.
1: Even with somebody like uh Peyton Manning, very accurate. I mean, obviously at the end of his career, he was not good. Yeah. He couldn't throw the ball far enough, which made him inaccurate. Yep. But it, it was just, I think, if you just look at all of the career of somebody like Peyton Manning and even Drew Brees, it's like, holy cow, it's amazing how on point these guys were. Yep. It and it, you know obviously we talk about Brett Favre a lot because he is an amazing uh, talent and we live in Wisconsin, but he was extremely accurate as well. He just made really stupid decisions sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> well, but. Uh, Yeah, Trevor Lawrence, the accuracy thing doesn't really bother me at all because he's accurate enough to get the job done. I mean, I don't know whether or not Andrew Luck would have been considered to be more accurate than Trevor Lawrence. I know Andrew Luck had pretty much all the traits just like Trevor Lawrence does. So it's going to be a comparison probably the entire year because of this. Everybody's saying this, so it's going to be like that. But I think Trevor Lawrence will definitely have – a successful career in Jacksonville, whether or not that means he wins games. But when it comes to fantasy football, it will be successful.
0: Yeah, and I think fantasy-wise he'll be fine. One, because he is good enough to do it, even as a rookie. And two, the Jaguars still aren't going to be contenders, so he's going to be on the field a lot because they're going to be behind and they're going to be throwing a lot. To try and catch up, so he's going to have a lot of opportunities to have a lot of big games. So, you know, if the receivers down there can actually, you know, stay healthy on the field, DJ Chark, you know, LaVisca Chenault, some of those guys may have some extra fantasy value just because of Trevor Lawrence this year. Mm -hmm. Now, let's move on to the very possible number two pick in the draft. Yep. Um,
1: are you excited about Zach Wilson being a Jet? I'm <laughs> <laughs> I'm not really all that excited, honestly. I think there's just something that's bothering me. And that something is the fact that he played on BYU. Yeah. He played against Navy. He played against – oh, he didn't even play against Army. That was a postponed game, and that wow. was their – They were ranked number 22, and they didn't get to play against him. He played against Troy, Mm. played against Louisiana Tech, UTSA. I'm not even sure who that is. (laughs) Houston, Texas State, Western Kentucky. He did win against Boise State, which was ranked number 21, North Alabama, and then they lost to number 18, Coastal Carolina, and then they played against San Diego State. I just have, and then they did. They did win their bowl game, which was against UCF. So, okay. we. Um, I just have an issue when there's so many people extremely high on somebody when they played, and he looks. He looked great. Of he really looked fantastic against these teams. But these are not anywhere close. Not anywhere close to what NFL types of teams are going to have, and I think that's why I am a little more scared about Zach Wilson because I wouldn't be scared at all if the Jets weren't the ones that are probably <laughs> going to pick this guy. I'm a Jets fan. If, if somebody else wanted to pick him, so be it. And if he turns out to be fantastic, great for them. I, but I, it seems like for me it's a risk. And I know everybody's high on Zach Wilson, and they're comparing him to almost the level of, of uh, Trevor Lawrence. Right and i just i don't see that and i think he does make amazing throws he does do the things that you want him to do but we saw that on a team that plays no other real good teams not one team that they played was in the top 10 and they played a bunch of unranked teams. Of course, you're going to look good. Of course, you're going to win if you have a halfway decent quarterback like Zach Wilson, which I do believe he is halfway decent. I'm not going to say he's not good. And that's why they won those games. Sure. But I just, there's a lot of things I need to see before I am completely sold on Zach Wilson, especially going to the Jets. It, 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 it just really bothers me when I see a schedule that easy. Yeah. To where you can't really, I don't know. It seems like he, uh, what was the what was the thing I saw the other day? Oh yeah, he had a very large amount of time to throw in the pocket. At least for what I saw the other day. I'm not. It's not in front of me right do you, now. Do you want but, me to
0: sum this up for you, real simply? Uh, yeah. Zach Wilson got a single season PFF college record passing grade of ninety five point five. That's mm-hmm. awesome. This is why people are high on him. Yeah. However, and as a Jets fan, mm-hmm. you saw how badly an upgraded offensive line still played this last year. What yeah. was, I don't know if you know offhand what the like pressure rate was for that offensive <laughs> line, but Zach Wilson had just over 21% of his dropbacks with pressure. So he had all sorts of time. He had an unbelievably talented offensive line going up against cupcake competition, like you said. And it does not give you a real sense of what he is capable of until he hits the NFL. And that's the choice that they're going to have to make. Do we take this guy who does is able to make these throws? Is able to you know get out, say, make off balance throws? We saw those throws that he made. Uh, you know, the oh yeah, and so I've, it looks I've seen amazing. the
1: comparisons to to uh, Mahomes, and I was right. like, if we can get Mahomes, that's awesome. But I don't, I, I don't know if he, we're going to get him a Mahomes or Aaron Rodgers. He plays against nobodies. Yeah, I, I, to do them types of throws when you're playing against somebody who is wide open down the field because nobody can cover. I don't know. It just doesn't. I'm not. I haven't watched enough film to absolutely know whether or not the coverage was bad or anything like that. Sure. But these these teams aren't good, and we can tell <laughs> that because they don't they go against a lot of other teams who they lose against, yeah. and then BYU comes over and 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 beats them pretty good. Which I mean, they, it's not like they didn't win by a lot. They beat a lot of these teams by quite a bit, but some of them games they were a little closer than they needed to be. Like UTSA, <laughs> they won by seven.
0: Yeah, that doesn't what does that, sound good. What does that say?
1: Doesn't speak volumes to,
0: uh, I mean, at least the rest of the offense on there. They won. Okay. Did he have to mm-hmm. come back or did they let him come back? I mean, it, it's going to be a, I don't want to say a coin flip, but at this particular moment, it feels like a coin flip. This guy's either going to be awesome or yep. he's going to get lost in the shuffle yet again. And the jets are going to be looking for yet another new
1: quarterback this this is exactly why i said keep sam Darnold, either trade the pick down and get whatever you need out of it right. or you keep the pick and get an offensive lineman or whatever else it is you don't need to draft a quarterback and it just it's frustrating to to sit here and see well this guy is supposed to be really good and then i still have a lot of doubts about him yep and there's other guys in this draft that i I wouldn't be opposed to taking instead of at quarterback instead of Zach Wilson. So I, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. I do think he has a lot of great skills, but uh, I, <laughs> I told you this year, I'm not getting excited yep. until I see something worth getting excited for. And I haven't seen it yet. Not so quite. we'll see. We'll see. Now we'll move on to
0: my prediction for pick number three. I know it's not like a you know I'm going on a limb here, but there has been a lot of debate on who is going to go number three. And mm-hmm. when my 49ers friend texted me after their big trade, he's like, what are they doing? Why are they trading up to number three? Who are they going to take? And I said, without hesitation, they're going to take Justin Fields. Uh, There's a lot of talk about Mac Jones, but I believe it's going to be Justin Fields. He is a very accurate quarterback. Uh, I mean, he played at Ohio State, and we know Ohio State is a very pro-ready type of system, so he's got the intangibles and he's got the the smarts to do it. Uh, The biggest thing is, and it shouldn't be a huge thing, is his processing speed isn't uh, the greatest yet, but it's something you can learn at a new level. You're going to have to get used to the speed uh, of the gameplay. So I I think that's going to be the guy for the 49ers. I'm not saying he's going to be the the solution for the (laughs) 49ers at quarterback, but I think that's going to be their guy.
1: I think so, too. I honestly wouldn't be completely opposed to Fields going to the Jets if that's something they wanted to do. A lot of comparisons to uh, Kyler Murray, uh, Russell Wilson, people like that. Um, If you just look at what he did in the three years that he played last year, his passer rating was 120.4 2019 131 yeah. and 2018 129.2 so these numbers I mean, he's you're going against good competition yes. good defenses in the big 10 and i normally i don't like ohio state quarterbacks because they seem to all yeah. kind of flop but i think if if there's going to be one that doesn't flop it might be fields so i i i, I think as a Jets fan, if if we look at the, the numbers and the competition level mm. and really look at that and compare, okay, is he really that much better or is this guy who's played against all these really good defenses in the Big Ten, is he actually better even though maybe we didn't see this type of throw out of him and he's going to get his his yardage running the ball too. He has that type of ability. So when it comes to fantasy football, because that's what we are, we're a fantasy show, Mm -hmm. uh, he's going to get, I feel like he's going to get more fantasy production on whatever team he goes to because no doubt he will be the starter no matter where he goes he's the starter. Unless something crazy happens and he gets undrafted within the first like five six picks. And then you might see some weird scenario but he's going to be the starter for whatever team he goes to and i think it might be the 49ers like you said and he's going to have some success in that role when it comes to fantasy football he's going to get you some points because he not only runs the ball but he can throw the ball well too and with that and i think that he kind of fits that offensive scheme that they want over there too so we'll see i almost think that i i i don't want to project anything but i almost feel like he would be a better fit for the jets even though i was down on him earlier and it was all based on ohio state right look back at ohio state quarterbacks and you look at (laughs) stuff that you don't want to look at Mm -hmm. (laughs) but this year might be the year that somebody comes out of the quarterback position and from ohio state and actually does have some success in the nfl
0: and just to add on to that Uh, nearly 56% of his passes over 10-plus yards over the past two years were deemed accurate, trailing only Joe Burrow and a guy we haven't talked about yet, Mac Jones, for the best Mm -hmm. in the Power Five. So right there, that's a very good reason to want him on your team is to stretch the field and be accurate doing it, and that bodes really well for George Kittle to have a nice, Uh, comeback year after being, you know, injured for a little bit and whatnot. So, uh, yeah, I I like Justin Fields in San Francisco, and he is fast. He he can run a 4-4-40. So that is something that defenses are going to have to worry about. And, again, it's not going to be like Lamar Jackson, but it could have very good fantasy uh, effect. If they're going against, if the schedule permits, he could be a very good quarterback for you to maybe just stream here and there. If you're in a redraft league or if you're in a dynasty league, he is a guy that I would definitely wouldn't mind having on the bench, especially if you've got a guy like Brady or something as your quarterback right now. I'd be like, all right, right. (laughs) you know, you're probably not taking Brady out at this particular moment. So you draft a guy like Justin Fields and you just, for the best after Brady says bye. But, uh, yeah, that this is the first Ohio State quarterback I've at least been somewhat optimistic about in quite a while because
1: mm-hmm. we have not seen a good one ever, really. <laughs> if, here's the thing. Now, if the Jets surprise us, and they take somebody like Fields. It'll make me. It'll make me excited just because. Yeah. Okay. They went. They went outside the box of what I thought they were going to do. So this makes me feel like they actually know what they're talking about. Right. But if they go with the norm yeah. of what everybody says they're going to do, it's going to be like, okay, well, let's hope. Yep. We still don't <laughs> know what we what's got. Gonna happen. Yeah. That's what's going to happen either way.
0: Yep. Uh, so that's that's my pick for the third overall now. I don't know where these guys are going to go. There's a lot of different possibilities. Uh, The next guy is Trey Lance from North Dakota State. You know, he's Mm -hmm. a very physical type guy, but maybe not the most accurate, uh, you know, cannon for an arm, and probably more like Zach Wilson. Didn't play against the greatest of competition, I don't think. So, again, there's a lot to be optimistic about, but also be very cautious when it comes to Trey Lance.
1: Yeah, um, I completely agree with everything you said there. Um, When it comes to these types of quarterbacks, again, he played for North Dakota State. Yep. And and you already mentioned that. I just don't completely feel on board with people who haven't played extremely good competition. That's why I'm actually higher on somebody like Fields, because it's not that – it, it, when you when you look at an Ohio State quarterback, you think, okay, all these quarterbacks have kind of sucked in the NFL. But when you when you actually look at what Fields has done, it's not just it's not just that. I mean, he's actually had good numbers with all the other quarterbacks. People that yeah, he could be he can be successful. He can be successful. Well, I don't <laughs> see anything there. I want to be able to have not only the confidence in somebody who who I see the numbers out and I see the actual ability to do that and with Lance I, I don't know if I see that because uh, when you when you're going against um, I'm, not, I'm not gonna say garbage teams yeah, but hell, when you're you going know. against teams that aren't superb like you do in the big Ten it's just it's not really worth me even looking at you and of course this is another guy that I've heard the Jets being possibility going after but I would be really surprised if they, they oh, picked God. up uh, Trey Lance. Yeah, uh, if I were a Jets fan and they picked Trey Lance at two,
0: I'd be like, you know what, I'm go, I'm gonna be a different fan of a different team because <laughs> this is just ridiculous. You know, unless they were completely, you know, right about something that they saw. I mean, Trey Lance. I mean, they could
1: they could at least trade down at that point, right? Exactly. There's no reason. It'd be like doing the Chicago Bears thing: trade up a pick and get rid of a bunch of stuff to get somebody <laughs> yeah. who you could have just waited for. Yep.
0: Um, So over the past two seasons, Trey Lance ranks dead last in percentage of accurate throws beyond the line of scrimmage, not 10 yards down the field, beyond the line of scrimmage, 44.1% among the quarterbacks on the list. Not only is that the lowest mark, but it's the lowest by seven and a half percentage points. Comparing that to all first round quarterbacks since 2017, it's still ranked last by a comfortable margin. And Mm -hmm. Lance did this by throwing to a tight or closing window at the lowest rate among that group. Now, there was a guy just a few short years ago that also had major accuracy concerns, and he has since turned that around. That guy is Josh Allen. Now, I'm not comparing him to Josh (laughs) Allen, but I'm just comparing it to the situation where people were saying, yeah, he's got that, you know, cannon for an arm but he's
1: not very accurate. Well, yeah, people are thinking differently now. I've I've heard a lot of comparisons to both to him with him. Because it, it, and that's that's the problem I I do have. It's like I really like Josh Allen, but I didn't like him coming out of college so much. I was fine with him, I just wasn't all yeah. about him. And so now I'm sitting here thinking about it, you know, did did I make a mistake in in the thinking of Josh Allen in his rookie year, or, or did I accurately do that? And he's just completely turned it around. So now, am I making the mistake with Trey Lance? Right. Or was, or is this an actual accurate prediction to where I don't think he's going to be that great? Um, we'll see. It, it, the more t- uh, quarterbacks like this that come out, the more accuracy we're going to be able to have. Because from my knowledge, the Josh Allen type of guy hasn't really. Um, existed in recent football history to where we can actually take, okay, this guy was a Josh Allen type of guy. This guy was a Josh Allen type of guy. And we can have all that, all that knowledge and all those uh, stats that we can go off of because of this type of quarterback. But this guy does seem to be getting compared to Josh Allen quite a bit. So we'll see. Um, Again, not superbly excited about the teams that he played against. I just want to go through them real quick. Um, Central Arkansas, Youngstown, mm. Youngstown State, Southern Illinois, Missouri State, Illinois State, North Dakota, South Dakota, South Dakota State, <laughs> Northern Iowa. They lost against Southern Illinois. Ooh. And, and they didn't play a lot of games because I'm assuming that's because of COVID. Yeah, yep. But not one of those teams from what I can see, was
0: ranked. I don't believe. uh, I didn't hear anything that sounded like a ranked team
1: to me. No. So, yeah, it makes you feel not super awesome about it. No. (laughs) So, you know, it it may
0: fall to a team, you know, like maybe Denver is just fed up with their situation and they take them in the middle to late part of the first round or – yeah. If he falls to the second, maybe somebody trades up to, you know, take a chance with him, something of that nature. Um, I I think he's actually going to go after the next guy we're going to talk about, and that's because of his accuracy. Mac Jones was ridiculously yeah. accurate, but it came in a very easy situation. It was Alabama, and he had yep. amazing wide receivers to throw to, and he had yep. amazing running backs on the team. So we don't know how good he is because even good opponents against Alabama couldn't keep up with him this last year. I mean, how many touchdowns did Najee Harris have? Like 26. So we we don't know how good Mac Jones is, but he was extremely accurate. He topped all quarterbacks in 2020, and it was better than Joe Burrow when he was in school.
1: Yeah, I, it, it's it's something I can't put a lot into, though. He had the best receivers in <laughs> all of college yeah. together, two of them. Two of and them. then he had the best running back coming out of college this year, in my opinion. It's It's kind of difficult to say that he's going to be good or that he's going to be bad. I think he might be fine. He might be great. I don't know. And maybe he's the one that made the wide receivers who they are. But – I don't think so. (laughs) No, I don't think so. I I, I just don't see a guy that has so much talent around him. Now, they did win it. They won every game that mattered. Yeah. So that's saying something. (laughs) He did do the job. So he can do it in the NFL, but you're not going to have the best talent around you, especially if you're getting drafted early. You're not going to go to a, a, a fantastic team. You're going to go to a team that needs you. Yeah. So now you have to make it happen with guys that aren't – well, they probably are as talented as the guys that he had around him, but that's it's not going to be the best team in the league you're going to have a lot of other talent opposing you. And he did, he he's in a, a conference that has good play. So it's not like he did it against bad teams, sure. but it just makes me, it makes me little eerie when Alabama goes to, I don't know how many championships in how many years it, do you really trust this quarterback? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it, it
0: it's hard not to be excited about a guy like him when you see his
1: statistics and the offense that he's on. Uh, here's a stat that that is interesting to me. Okay, screen yards, he's second overall. Yeah, well, and that it, it almost seems like he's either chucking it deep or he's going a little screen. He is first over y- overall on deep yards, but on screen yards, he's second overall. Yeah. <laughs> but where's the mediocre yards? Where's the ones that aren't deep? Where's the ones that well, are was Alabama. short, low screens? They had a historically
0: huh? great offense this year. They had the highest successful pass play rate in the PFF college era at 61%. So when they completed a pass, they were taking it <laughs> to the house. Or, you know, even the short passes, they were gaining lots of yards. There was no need for a third and seven type of throw. It's like first down, ah, touchdown. I mean, when you don't have to work for it, you don't need those types of plays.
1: Yeah, and and that's just it's a little concerning. I'd like to see a little more, um, what's the word for it? Uh, Uh, Mediocre type throws to where I've, We'll see that. What the heck? Oh, my gosh. There was, <laughs> there was a, a ladybug thing that flew all over <laughs> me. Um, but I'd like to see a little more of that. But we're going to find out. I think he's got the talent, but I just don't know whether or not it really made that big of a difference to where he had all that talent around him. Um, right. And what was the other one? was well, there's another stat I wanted to bring up. Oh, the average time to throw was two and a half seconds, which isn't, it's pretty normal. I mean, I'll, I'll give him that. The offensive now was line was it his
0: average time to be able to throw, or was he throwing the ball fast a lot of the times? Because that could bring that time down,
1: where it's you know step back and throw.
0: Right. And Let me
1: compare that to Zach Wilson's time to throw, because it might not sound like a big difference, but it is. Okay, average time to throw for Zach Wilson: two point eight one seconds. Okay. average time average time to throw for uh uh, mac was 2.51 okay so there's it it doesn't sound like a big difference but it actually is a big difference and let's look at we're going to compare it to uh trevor lawrence average time to throw 2.35 seconds oh so (laughs) trevor lawrence is going to be good yeah (laughs) just put it that way if he gets rid of the ball if he's forced to get rid of the ball within 2.35 seconds or whatever it is, yeah, that is, that is crazy that he was so successful. I, again, it doesn't say whether or not he has. It says average time to throw. So I'm assuming that means he's throwing the ball in 2.3 seconds. Right. So I don't know.
0: Yep, yeah, we'll see. Um, it, it'll all depend on where he goes. I think he'd be a good guy for a team that doesn't need a quarterback right now, but I have a feeling a team is going to draft him, hoping he's their guy right now. And that that's where we are in the NFL today. Unfortunately it's draft and get on the field. We don't have any of those. Well, let's sit for a couple years and learn the, the flow of the NFL and learn behind a good quarterback. No, it's get out there and we'll bring in a veteran so you can listen to him on the sidelines. Like, yeah, I, that's where we are and uh, mm-hmm. sink or swim. So <laughs> we'll see how many of these guys can uh, swim and how many of them are going to sink. Cause there's some situations out there that are not the greatest for quarterbacks. And some of them are going to get tossed right into them.
1: Uh, yeah. uh, there's one more guy I want to touch on. I don't know if we were going that far at all. I just want a quick touch on him. Uh, Kyle Trask from Florida. Um, I do believe that he can have success he is not from what my knowledge is he is not a runner he stands in the pocket and he stands tall in the pocket so it's, he's kind of we kind of compare him to like a, a big ben type of guy to where he can you know kind of shrug that shrug that guy off and get the ball away but he is not going to be somebody who's going to get you a ton of fantasy points if you're looking at uh wherever he goes but he has improved his game over the uh, over the uh, course of last year to where in 2019 his uh his overall grade was 69.9 in 2020 which was last year ninety two point two. So he's he's vastly improved from what we saw two years ago. He sure has. Uh, his under pressure grade in twenty
0: nineteen was thirty two point nine, and he brought that mm. up to seventy one point one in twenty twenty. So yeah. when you can improve your just your under pressure, that's going to improve everything. You've probably got more confidence, and and you know it helps when you have a guy that we're going to talk about next, like Kyle Pitts. When Kyle Ooh. Pitts is on your team, you have an extremely versatile weapon. This guy is rumored to go as high as, what, number four to Atlanta, I've been hearing here and there. <laughs> and if that's the case. Well, we should probably let people know we're not talking about quarterbacks anymore. <laughs> no, no. We, we're we going to do a few tight ends because um, there's not a whole lot of excitement in tight ends besides Kyle Pitts. And yes. I hate the fact that I have read that Jerry Jones is all in on Kyle Pitts. I don't mm, think they're mm, going to mm. be able to get him because I think he'll go before Dallas gets to pick, but I don't know. Cause yeah. they, it's not like they have a, a late pick this year either, but Kyle Pitts is going to be, in my opinion, he is going to be amazing wherever he goes. Yep. He's got a wingspan that, you know, rivals a freaking condor, and he he can catch anything. He can knock people over. Like he, he's he got it all. So if he doesn't pan Again, out,
1: something's wrong. This could have been a great little trade back a little bit. Yeah. The jets grab him, And now we have good, good wide receivers. Now we got a tight end. We can actually throw to. and Sam Donald could have done everything. He could have done, but no, we traded him away. And now we have to take a quarterback. Yep it's frustrating. See, there's just, I don't think the same as head coaches and, and GMs and all that, which is obviously I'm not a head coach or a GM, but when I sit there and think about it as a fan, it just doesn't compute. It doesn't compute. Cause Kyle Pitts is just, he's amazing. Yeah. I mean, I think he could be better. You know, this is a, obviously it's a stretch, but I think he could be better than George Kittle. I mean, it, Honestly, he could be better than every tight end in the entire league. Yeah. He could be. He is he just that
0: good. I I I don't know what else more to say about him. I mean, I I, I talked about his wingspan. He actually has the yeah. biggest wingspan of any tight end ever. So <laughs> already he is Me. got that above anybody else that you can even put out there and I saw some highlights of Kyle Pitts when I was watching some videos of the Mm. inaccurate version of Kyle Trask. And Pitts was able to come down with some of these throws. And some of them were just completely and utterly uncatchable, but he still made the cornerbacks look foolish. And he had an amazing grade against straight up defensive backs. Not, you know, Mm. linebackers or safety. DBs, he had like a 92.9 uh grade and, and that's going to cause havoc for whoever drafts him i hope he goes yeah. somewhere that's going to utilize him because i think he could have maybe not year one because we all know how tight ends are in year one I'm not going Dude, down I know, that road I think again year one he could be
1: he could be fantastic <clears throat> depending on what team he goes to and if they're actually going to use him properly yes. but i think if if It don't matter. I really don't think it will matter. This is the one tight end this year that I actually put all of my faith in. Wherever he goes, he's going to be used, and I think he's going to have success. So
0: here's what an article I was reading says about uh, Kyle Pitts. Will he ever be George Kittle as a runbocker? Probably not, but you know what Kittle was doing when he was Kyle Pitts' age? Not even starting for Iowa. Uh, <laughs> it's already Went from 2019 to 2020, uh, run-blocking grade of 42.6 to 65.8. So he is improving, and he I think he's got the want to do this and get better every
1: year. To be a good run blocker is really good trait to have in the NFL. Of course. As far as a tight end goes. But if you're just average at it, but you're as good as you can be as good as we know that Pitts can be receiving the ball, yep. it doesn't matter.
0: Oh, nope. it doesn't matter one bit. I mean, Zach Ertz was never a great blocker, uh, and exactly. he was never even great after the catch, but he was still an amazing uh, receiver, and he could catch almost anything thrown his way. So he was at least reliable, and Kyle Pitts is, is – as mm-hmm. an Eagles fan, it's tough to say, but I, I think Kyle Pitts is twice the tight end that Zach Ertz probably would ever be. And <laughs> Zach Ertz owns
1: the Eagles records for tight ends. We are, so. now we're gushing all over we him. Are. Now, just getting, we are. It's getting a little crazy now. It like, is. I think he's going to be fantastic, and I think he <laughs> could be better than every tight end in the league. But, I don't know. We're just, I think we're going a little too <laughs> overboard. We start, I don't know. Hey, I mean, he looks fantastic. I don't know how else you can look at any of his film, or or just just his film in general. That's all you really have to look at. The right. guy is amazing. Now, here's the
0: question: Obviously, it would depend on your situation in dynasty leagues. But how high do you think Kyle Pitts gets drafted in these rookie drafts? I mean, if you're a tight end away, say you were streaming tight ends and. You know, I know your situation was a little iffy, uh, you know, with injuries and, you know, you traded people away. So if you could get Kyle Pitts as your
1: guy, how high would
0: you be willing to take
1: him? That's a very good question. Um, I think it kind of depends on where he goes and when he goes in the draft. Because obviously there's rumors that he can go really high and then there's rumors that he'll fall down a little bit. But I just... I think that does matter, and I can't – there's nobody sitting there saying he's absolutely going to this team. We have really no idea what team he's going to. Um, So whatever team he ends up on, we'll have to adjust our thinking a little bit, but I think he's still going to have success. I just think if he goes early, you know they're going to use him. You know they're going to use him, and that would just make his draft value a lot better. Now, the only – thing that I think of when I see this guy possibly
0: going as high as he could, the last time I remember a tight end going that high was Vernon Davis, and now (laughs) Vernon Davis turned into a pretty good tight end overall for his career, but he had some issues those first couple of years in the league where he just wasn't as awesome as everybody was making him out to be, and I don't think that's going to be the case for Kyle Pitts, but no uh, it it brings back memories of like oh my goodness the 49ers took a tight end at like number five or whatever it was I'm like okay if you really say so and then you watch the tape of him and you, well maybe he is that good <laughs> and then he sucks year one and you're like oh crap here we go
1: yeah i think pitts is gonna be really good whether or not it becomes this year i don't hundred percent, no. I yeah. do think he will have good success this year, but it could come later on too. I, but there's no doubt in my mind he's going to have success in the NFL. Oh, for no sure. doubt about it. He does everything well, uh, at least everything well enough to where it, it doesn't matter if you're a great blocker. You know, right? He's going to be catching these balls and running people over and just uh, just catching balls yeah. out of the out of the air because of his wingspan. Yeah. So he is just that good. So
0: speaking of Running people over. Uh, Pat Friermuth of Penn State. I'm not sure if that's how you say his last name. This is one I did another
1: name I'm not even going to attempt. That Um, is one of the hardest names to to look (laughs) at and try to pronounce. But this guy is basically
0: just a bully. He is just knocking people over. Whether he is getting the ball or not, he is looking for somebody to Mm flatten. And he does it quite often. So whether or not he becomes... Uh, any kind of fantasy presence, this guy is going to add a level to uh, an NFL team that they're just going to be, like, on the sidelines jumping up and down because they're going to see him knock over a linebacker Mm -hmm. or a safety, just flatten somebody, and a play is going to break wide open and it's going to be well worth drafting him.
1: Yeah, if he can work on some of the some of the things in his game when it comes to receiving, I mean, I think he's an excellent blocker. There's no question about it. He's got all the physical abilities to to block extremely well in all facets of the game. Um, but if he can work on some of his other physical abilities when it comes to receiving, he if he can receive that ball and not just be open but catch the ball in traffic and stuff like that, in the NFL, he could be really successful because he's got that that I'm going <laughs> to plow you over ability. Yep. I, he has that mentality. Whether or not he can plow the guy over, it doesn't matter. He's got the, he's try. the right mindset. <laughs> yeah. Um,
0: so, yeah, over the past two seasons, he's broken 12 tackles on 66 receptions, which doesn't fit what I saw on tape, but I don't know if that's mm-hmm. just because he's not looking to flatten somebody after he catches the ball or if it's just like, all right, He's got that mindset. I am blocking on this play and he just goes full force. And then when he's like, okay, I'm going out for a catch and maybe he's too much in his head or something. And he's not looking for, you know, that physicality after he catches the ball. I don't know something. I'm sure he could be uh, taught to get out of his own head if that's the case. But uh, I'm looking forward to seeing if he can do those same types of things in the NFL compared to college because, Man, I just, I loved watching the film, <laughs> just creaming people <laughs> in the, I mean, open field blocking, just pushing them and shoving them and doing yep. whatever he wanted with them. So uh, it'll be interesting to see where he goes. A um, couple more tight ends. One is Brevin Jordan out of Miami. Uh, he, mm-hmm. He's pretty good after catching the ball. Uh, kind of the opposite of uh, Frere Muth or whatever you want to call his name. <laughs> Um this guy uh, is basically I'm, I'm not the only one having <laughs> problems with his name. <laughs> uh this guy's uh, basically a wide receiver or jumbo running back. I don't know how to describe yeah. him. He's not really a tight end, but that's the position he's going to line up in. And, and he'll he's gonna move around a little bit, hopefully create some mismatches. And, and if he can get one-on-one with a uh a defensive back, he should have an advantage and I I don't know it'll depend I don't know if he's going to be a guy that's going to get a ton of playing time in year one
1: but I do like the way he moves around on the field yeah, I mean, he's he's got a solid size. He's not, you know, super tall. He's not super long, but he's got a good frame, and I think he, he can obviously have some success in the NFL. I This is about, though, where I stop paying attention to yeah. tight ends <laughs> when it comes to the draft, because, like, at this point, you're just taking a big gamble. Yep. He runs really well, yep. but, like, do you really expect him to make a big dent in the NFL year one or even year two? Maybe. And, and it's 100%. Like whatever team he goes to has to have a nobody at tight end, right. so that you know for a fact he's going to get more playing time than what he would on a different team. So yeah, I I, I kind of tune out when it comes to tight yeah. ends. I, admittedly, I don't particularly care too much, but obviously the first two guys were worthy enough for me to actually say, you know what, <laughs> these guys are actually pretty decent. Um, but when Jordan is good, he's 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 got some abilities to translate to the nfl i just don't know like you said he's not a typical tight end right i think he he could be somebody that could end up becoming if he thins out a little bit he could become a receiver and he could be, have some success there but as a tight end goes i don't know if he's able to be the everyday guy you know, going to be able to block every time. You know, you got to be able to block a little bit. And I'm not saying he's bad at it, but I don't think he is um, perfect enough to where he's going to be every day tied in. He right. could be a guy that becomes a wide receiver. Yep.
0: Um, nothing else really to say about him. He he was, you know, good after the catch. And if, if he can fit a role, I don't think it's going to be a – big role so yeah nothing nothing Mm -hmm. amazing to see there really I just want to talk about one more guy before we get out of here for the day because I love his name and he he reminds me of I I want to say like early Delaney Walker and maybe (laughs) a little bit of like Kyle Juszczyk this guy, is he's going to line up all over the place, and he's going to try and cream some people too, and that's Tommy Tremble out of Notre, Notre mm. Dame. So they're saying he is the single best blocker on the move in the draft class, and from the video, it definitely shows because he can run some people over and create some holes. Will that translate to fantasy? Probably not, um, but yeah. it is going to be... You could get excited about this guy on your team if you have a running game that didn't have that, okay, if our guy can get to the next level, if he can get past that first line of defenders and this guy is there for you lining up and getting to the next level, you're going to have some big plays that are breaking and Mm. and it's going to be exciting for whoever the running back is. So I'll put it this way. Wherever Tommy Trimble goes, if it's a team that has a suspect running game I might pay a little more attention to it because yeah because that's good that's running a running back a decent take might be worth more
1: yeah I think he, obviously he is tough and he's a great blocker um it, not only great he's dominating he's a dominating blocker um but he, he is uh, athletic as well um, and he he can grind it out. He's got a lot of upside, but there is one little thing that I know about him
0: mm-hmm.
1: that when it comes to receiving the ball as a tight end, <laughs> he's got great hands, but he needs to desperately improve on his... Route running. Route, route <laughs> running. <laughs> I got it in there. You did. I, and it's, it's something to where it's not... Super important as a tight end when it comes to the NFL because you do block a lot and you don't do you know fantastic routes. You do a little button hook there. You do a square in. You don't have to be perfect at it, but it will make a difference in the NFL to have that type of thing happen when you can actually run great routes like Pitts. Like Pitts overall can do everything well, and I think Pitts is going to be fantastic because he. He's huge, he's got great hands, and he can route run like any wide receiver in the NFL, basically. Right. Where if you if you don't have that kind of ability, he might just be, like you said, a really good blocking tight end and maybe not so much when it comes to receiving. So when it comes to fantasy football, you gotta I wouldn't put I wouldn't hold my breath no. on that one. Nope, not holding my breath on
0: him, but I am paying attention to where he goes and looking mm-hmm. at the surrounding cast on that yeah. team. So makes
1: makes complete sense and that's a great point. But
0: that is going to do it for us. Uh we have gotten through all the important positions. We're not going to talk about kicker and punter. What? And we're not going to go too <laughs> deep on defense. We may talk a little bit about, you know, some defensive guys when the draft gets here cuz we do still play in some right. IDP stuff, but right. The most important for fantasy football is always going to be offense. So we are done. We are through. And now we're going to reevaluate after everybody's drafted and they show up on their teams because everything <laughs> is going to change and we're going to change our minds about a lot of these guys because, oh, my goodness, it's so exciting oh, yeah. that they went to this team. And, oh, no, he they went, went to the that Jets? team. Oh, oh no. no. So yeah. <laughs> here we go (laughs) but again that's what the off season is all about is uh researching and changing your mind and flipping and flopping and then making a decision (laughs) and regretting it and then we you know all hope for the best during the season so that's where we're at thanks for listening thanks for watching and don't forget to stay fueled up during this off season